Have you ever been praying for someone and just desired that your prayers had more power? Is there anything we can do to increase the power of our prayers? Well, we will talk about that today in this episode of the Hope for Healing, Faithful Living Podcast. Hello, I'm Tim Dumas. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Hope for Healing, Faithful Living Podcast. We're talking about prayer today. We are talking about increasing the power of our prayers. And we want our prayers to be powerful because we should be praying God's will. We should be praying those things that God desires for ourselves and for others. And therefore, you know, we know God wants those things. And so we we should desire to have power in our prayers to bring about change, to do a good work. And let's start by reading James chapter 5, verse 16. It says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. The Amplified says the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. One pastor said that he was reading this scripture and he read that, that the prayer of a righteous person has great power. And then he thought, well, if I ever learned to be righteous, then my prayers would have great power. And that should be our desire, that our prayers are powerful, powerful. And as the Amplified brings out, dynamic in its working. So how do we become righteous so that we can have great power? Now, I want you to understand the Bible refers to two kinds of righteousness. One that we strive for on our own, just, just living right, living the way that God wants us to live, that, that what we're doing matches up with God's will for our life. We're living right. We're living righteous. And the truth is we are to desire to live that way, but we always fall short. So we cannot depend on that because we'll never absolutely make it. No matter how good we live, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So what are we going to do? How are we going to become righteous? Well, the answer is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. It says, for our sake, he made him, referring to Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. The New International Version reads this way, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. So what this is saying is God, that, that God had Jesus who lived a perfect life to take our sin upon himself. And then let's, let's say it this way. Suppose a person who didn't do anything wrong goes to court and they charge him with a crime that he didn't do. He's found guilty. Or a person could go to court who actually did the crime and the court finds him not guilty. And that's kind of what Jesus did. He was perfect, but yet he became sin. He became guilty. He was pronounced guilty, even though he never did anything wrong. And therefore, we who actually have done wrong can be pronounced not guilty, like we've never done anything wrong. So in Christ, when we become a new creation in Christ, He takes our sins and gives us his righteousness, his right standing with God. He did everything right. He never did anything wrong. And that is attributed to us. He took our sin and gave us his righteousness. So therefore, in Christ, we have become the righteousness or in the right standing with God. 
And therefore, we do, we do become what is talking about in James chapter 5, 16. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Again, let me share the Amplifier because I love the way it says it. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic, and it's working. So we need to understand that we have been made righteous. And therefore, our prayers are powerful. Okay? We need to understand this is God's truth. This is God's truth that he wants us to know and experience. He wants us to know that because of what Jesus has done for us, we have become righteous. Therefore, our prayers are powerful. So we should expect to have powerful prayers. Amen. Now let's read a little further. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 14, down through 16. It says, Since then we have a great high priest, that's Jesus, who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. Okay, it says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So it's referring to Jesus as a high priest. What did Jesus do for us? He took our sin and made us righteous. He took our sin and made us righteous. So because of what he did, we with confidence can draw near to God, to his throne, and receive grace and mercy for help in time of need. It's because of what Jesus did. It's because of what Jesus did. Let's look at some more scripture. Colossians chapter 1 verses 9 through 14. And so from that day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with all the knowledge of his will. Now, part of that is for you to know that God has made you righteous in Christ in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for all the endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father. Now listen to this part. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light, who has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Now let me go back to that part, uh, verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance. God himself has qualified you through the redemptive work of his son to share in all that he has for you. See, it's not about being good enough because we can't. Are we to strive to live according to God's word? Are we to abide in his word? Absolutely. But that's not what we depend on. We depend on the redemptive work of Jesus Christ who took our sins upon himself and gave us his righteousness. And in doing so, God the Father, through Christ, has qualified you, qualified you and me. He's qualified you to share in the inheritance of the light. You qualify for God's will in your life. You qualify for that because he's made you righteous. 
He's made you righteous. Amen. And see, when we understand this, it will change our prayer life. It will change our life as a whole. It will change what we expect to come to pass in our life. It will change how we approach God. But see, the thing is, it can't just be like, I know that's true. It has to be reality in us. See, we can't just know it, but we have to change how we view. We have to take what we hear from God's word and allow it to change our view of ourselves, how we respond to situations based on God's word, how we walk based on God's word. It can't just be like, okay, yeah, I read that verse. I know that. No, it has to be real to you. Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. See, this this truth has to transform us. It's not just, okay, I know that. I read that scripture. No, that scripture is to transform you. It says, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. What I'm saying is sometimes we can know something, but it's not real to us. So what we need to do is continue to meditate on that truth. Confess that it's true for us. Continue to think about it. Continue to practice it, to walk it out until it changes us. It has to change us. Listen to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 23. Let us hold fast to the confession. Confession means to agree with. Okay? We confess sin because we're agreeing with God that it's sin. We're also confessing his truth about what he's done for us. We are agreeing with it. We hold fast to that confession. We speak what his word says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope, our confident expectation without wavering for he who promised is faithful. We need to be confessing over ourselves that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. I want you to confess that over yourself. You're just agreeing with God what he said about you, what he's done for you through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. You being the righteousness of God needs to become a reality to you. And when it does, your prayers will change. Your prayers will change. You'll start to realize your prayers have great power because God has qualified you in Christ for all of his will, all of his blessings, all of his promises. God has qualified you to receive them and walk in them. Through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ, he made you righteous. And because you are righteous, the Bible says your prayers have great power. Your prayers have great power. You need to believe that. You need to start confessing that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5.21. Confess it over and over and over again. Agree with God about you for what he said Christ has done for you. Agree with God that you have been made righteous. Agree with God that he has qualified you to walk in his promises, and inherit all he has for you. Amen. Start confessing it and do it again and again and again until you begin to transform. That's what the scripture says, the renewal of your mind and be transformed, transformed. It's not just, I know that fact. No, that fact becomes real to you and it changes you. Okay. So your prayers can be powerful. And you can expect your prayers to be powerful because you know the truth of what Jesus has done for you through his redemptive work, and it becomes a reality in your life. So confess it over and over again, and then see how you change the way you pray.
Amen. Let's become powerful in praying by learning and allowing the truth of God's righteousness to change our lives. My name is Tim Dumas. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Hope for Healing, Faithful Living Podcast. Until next time, may God's richest and best be yours.